0: Hey, it's Lady Jane. I've been MIA for a while. Um, I have recorded podcasts, I just have not published them because of the content. And honestly, I've just been getting in my own way. Just kind of had enough. You know, in the previous podcast, I started reading a poem that I had written. Um, The subject matter. Well, the very first line starts as I have been a prisoner of war. And um, the poem goes in depth as to what that means for me. And it shared a lot of truth that I have tried to push down um, and not deal with. And it's been to my detriment. Um, I have always felt by sharing what had happened in Afghanistan would be very... it would be damaging um in a way unpatriotic cuz we're all sons and daughters but in keeping it hidden um i've hurt myself in ways not speaking my truth. You know, it's my truth. No one can take it away from me. Um, I'm tired, honestly, of it holding me back. I've mentioned in the past, I'm sure I have felt like a bow and arrow where the bow you're pulling it back and the arrow is put in place but the more resistance you put on it the further it's supposed to go and i've prayed about it and i've i've wondered like when does the arrow get released You know, things have been put in front of my face, and I I guess I've never understood, you know, the spiritual significance behind images. Until a few days ago when, you know, I posted on my Facebook page uh, a picture of a woman bound... And behind her is a picture of a witch. And she was being burned. And coincidentally, when I was looking for this image, I came across that it was the last day of the Salem witch trials. And it gave me chills because I'm like, you know, what are the chances that I would pull up this image and just be so fed up with what's been happening in my life that I'm just like, what do I have to lose? What's left? Like, if I'm, and I think what I wrote was, if I'm going to be crucified, and I put the definition of what crucified meant, you know, I said, you better believe that it's going to be for our children. My children, your children. Don't they deserve a chance in the world that's evolving today? Because it is not structured to succeed and... It's just kind of bizarre, everything taking place and the injustice, like they're the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. Have you read them? We are the people. I've been packing everything. Um, Anything we intend to keep, I've been packing to get it out of our home, this house. Like it's a matter of time. Like that is the factor I'm dealing with is time. Any way I look at this. And what am I talking about? I had a roof installed. And there's so many, so many details, but let me just get direct. I have a roof installed on my home. It was installed in 2017. It has a 30-year warranty and a 25-year workmanship warranty. I have a legally binding contract that I signed prior to paying. What is a valid contract? It's got six elements to be enforceable legally. These are the six that need, that a contract has to have to be legally enforced offer and acceptance, mutual agreement, consideration, which means a meeting of the minds, competent parties, that means you have to be of age, you have to be of sound mind. Five, legality of purpose. Whatever you're having done, In my case, I had a roof installed. It has to follow state, local laws. There's actually something called the Uniform Commercial Code, which is a code that spans for goods all throughout the United States. There's only, like, one state that hasn't fully adopted all of the articles. But on top of that... You have something called common law. Then you have statutes, statute of limitations. Those are time frames. All of these things have been put in place. You know, you have the consumer protection. Turns out there is nothing regulating not There's nothing regulating roofing because, you know, consumer protection, this is a gray area that they stay clear of because, you know, goods is considered something tangible, something you can hold. Well, I mean, I can touch my roof. It's on my home, but I can't walk away with it. And then the sixth is proper form. That would be a written contract. So, I have a valid contract, but what's happened? Well, within the first year, it started leaking. I noticed a lot of discrepancies, saw a lot of nails, started having leaks, called to report each and every single time Now, let me fast forward At one point, I I thought my chimney stack was leaking. So I called, they sent someone out. They repaired it. That's what they said. Sent me pictures of what they did. Well, I questioned that work because I one wasn't home. So this person got on my roof without me being home. Didn't call to schedule. And I noticed that it was the same guy being called for each and every leak. Not necessarily the initial company used. Because Home Depot who installed my roof they use subcontractors. So I questioned whether or not they actually fixed the leaky chimney stack. And he said, Well, there was no flashing. So I asked for someone else to come out, and they said, There is no one else. That is the only person. And I said, Okay, I have a valid warranty, like, I'm covered. I'm covered under the manufacturer's warranty and against bad workmanship. Am I? Have I been? No, I haven't. (laughs) Oh, gosh. And I've called them out, too. You know, I wrote a big letter... It took me all day. And, you know, I was actually officially diagnosed with having ADHD outside of the VA healthcare because they won't test you for that because it's a stimulant. And they don't want combat veterans or any veteran, really, without... They just don't want us to have medications like that. Antidepressants, you know, sure, those are good. They'll actually swap out the medication every six weeks until you put your foot down and say no, no more. Anyway, let me stay focused. I wrote this big, long letter, sent it out to these huge veteran organizations to let them know, hey, I'm having a problem here. I was just dumbfounded. Like, one of them, one of these huge, huge nonprofits, veteran nonprofits, it's actually two who combined to make one umbrella of a nonprofit They didn't even respond back. And I followed up, you know, later on. Because there's, um... You know, you're... I forget what it's called at the moment, but... You're, um... Like, you're the person who calls to check in. Like, except... That this person never calls. Like, um... Yeah, I finally call and I ask about it. And the response I was given was, well, it has nothing to do with us. So, yeah, we didn't respond. And I was just like, what do you mean it doesn't have anything to do with you? I am a veteran. And if this is happening to me, you know... The the nature of what the letter said, if this is happening to me, shouldn't it matter? Because if it's being done to me, it's certainly being done to others. Well, eventually there was a very lengthy phone conversation and I was told, no, Home Depot didn't install your roof. That's not how they do business. They make you find your own contractor and I said uh maybe that's how it's done now but that's not certainly how it was done then I said the Home Depot Foundation who helped me pay for my roof they paid in gift cards for a basic three-tab roof that had no warranty whatsoever and these are part of these, like, little little details of why it blows my mind. And, like, am I going to be quiet? <laughs> no. Not anymore. No, 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 no. I am far beyond caring anymore. Um, just a total disregard for my life, my children's life, my dogs. You know, my little tiny dog. complete disregard for our health, our welfare. Um, It has ultimately been the biggest, you know, insult. (laughs) I mean, I want to say, you know, fuck you for your service, really. That's what it's felt like. Um, But I've actually... I've got a lot of questions for the Home Depot Foundation. How do you take money that's been given through Home Depot to a nonprofit, which has been written off because you're listed as a nonprofit? Your nonprofit happens to just give huge grants to every veteran organization. I have found out because I have called. I've called and I've called. How do you take the money, which is, I think they've geared half a billion dollars, if you go to their webpage, half a billion dollars to help veterans with sustainable living. Right? It's it's a it's bizarre because they paid in gift cards to the Home Depot for that basic roof. You know, at the time I was going through some Some issues uh, with my children, so I, I had already sold off anything of value, and I had managed to save. You know, I saved based off of living off of right around a thousand dollars. That thousand dollars had to cover my mortgage buy groceries. Um, There was a lot of things, and there has continued to always be a lot of things, but um, I've navigated, kept my head above water. Um, So I had money saved, I just didn't have enough to pay for a full roof, which is why I reached out to the Veteran Organization who had helped me in the past, who, who really did come to my aid at, in a really bad time. And for a long time, I thought they were actually the ones who paid for the basic roof because the grants they receive from Home Depot, they turn around and utilize those funds for, you know, veterans in need. So when I got this letter in the mail, after sending my email and reaching out to this amazing man who, who you know, I consider a great person, a mentor of sorts, um, he, he did not tell me to correct my letter. He... Just sent it, as is. And I took all day to type up that email. Like, it it went in-depth with how much rain we had actually been receiving, which was above average, which is, I mean, do you really think about things like that when you're creating a letter? Let's talk about the weather. <laughs> I mean, the amount of water, That has been pouring into my house is ridiculous. I didn't get an email back from them, but I got a letter in the mail. You know, a few weeks later, I believe. And um, it said, we did not install, we did not pay for your roof. Um, It was purchased by the Home Depot Foundation. And they did call Home Depot and they said that I have been paid for damages huh each time I've called I've had a new claim number for the leak the fact that they went out of their way Home Depot went out of their way to tell this veteran organization she's been paid. You know? Except no one wants to hear the fact that I have a legally enforceable contract. That contract for the installation of this roof, that manufacturer's warranty, it went to the manufacturer, the shingle manufacturer, and they had to register it as being warranted for shingle defects. Well, you know it. As time went on, you know things have gotten worse, and I'm I'm very familiar with this house because. My hands have been the ones to fix it. Um, You know, I've talked about this in the past. Um, Working on this house is a form of healing for me because the original state was garbage. Um, It wasn't taken care of. It was foreclosed on. Um, It was in bad shape. (laughs) and <laughs> out of all the houses I've could have purchased um I associate you know I associate with this house and uh this nonprofit they they ran a story their publicist called me and they Ran a story about um, what this house has been. Also, the Greenville County newspapers ran a story. I'm not sure if you can still find these stories. I'm sure if you do a deep search, you can find, find them. But this is when I realized, like... Like, my word up against Home Depot meant nothing. <laughs> Not even to veteran organizations. And multiple times I was like, I was told, reach out to these nonprofits like um, Habitat for Humanity. Um, there's another one um, Upstate Rebuild, Rebuild Upstate. Other nonprofits, profits And uh, I had to get to a point. Where I was. And this also extends to me trying to find an attorney. They've all told me like. You know all these attorneys that I reached out to. Sorry we can't help you. Because of that waiver you signed. And I have just been. I have felt defeated at every step of the way because it, you know, I've said the same thing and I feel like I'm not speaking in a language anyone understands. Like I, I don't have the money to rebuild my entire home too. And I shouldn't have to do that. Like if you're installing something and you're providing a warranty, you need to be legally bound to what you said you were going to do. Now I've, I've been told just, you know, sorry. that You really can't get away from this waiver. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man. Like I signed this waiver right smack during the lockdowns. Like on top of everything I had going on. Um, I had my children home and I was now responsible for helping them with e-learning, which I just mean computers. It's, it hurts my head. Um, and then one, she had math, like, (laughs) I mean, like, this is a triple threat coming at me, like computers, math, and then just having to process things on, a screen instead of, uh, like front, you know, instead of dealing with people to where I can kind of work off of their, their body, like their, um, trying to think of what I'm trying to say, like, you know, I can stand in front of somebody and I don't know, working off someone's energy, I guess you can say, um, try to understand more of if I can see someone's mouth, um, to what they're actually saying. I am, you know, I do have a problem with my hearing and I have to see someone talking in order to really focus, to concentrate on what they're saying. So, you know, I, I just, I kept reaching out. I kept calling organizations and what I learned, the lesson from that was, and I was actually called by, um, there is a company called Owens Corning Roof Deployment Project after about a year of calling, following up, um, I get a call one day, and the representative says, we can't help you, (laughs) I'm like, actually, she, she called, and she told me all this, and then it took me a minute to fully grasp, like, the magnitude of what was about to go down, um, I had to call her back. I left her a message. And then I called her back again. She answered. And I said... For a year, I have been trying to mitigate the situation with trying to get a new roof. And her response was... We receive... Donations... Grants from the Home Depot Foundation, and we do not want to get involved. That—that <laughs> that was the day. I was actually sitting at my sewing machine when she called, and I wanted to make sure that I wrote it down because um, I was so overwhelmed with what she was saying. And this was March 8th, 2023, 915 in the morning. Uh, she was told that I received a settlement from Home Depot and I'm not eligible for the roof deployment project. So I, I called her back at 930 in the morning and I asked uh, who said I received a settlement from Home Depot? Um, the question was avoided and that's when she told me we receive money from the Home Depot foundation and we don't want to get involved. So there's another sticky note that says, um, you know, isn't there a moral obligation to help if you have the capabilities to help, but you don't, doesn't that make you complicit? I mean, apparently, moral and ethical. Um, being moral and ethical, you can't, that won't hold up in court. Hmm. But, we as people have a moral obligation to each other To be moral and upright. If someone's in help. If someone needs help. I don't know if if people understand this. Like it's written. That you have a moral obligation. To help them. If you see someone drowning. The moral obligation. Is you. You try to help them from drowning. No. That's not where we are today. Because what I have found is money. Money makes things operate. Our justice system, it's supposed to work to where any citizen can represent themselves. That justice, if you seek for justice, that's why the justice system is put in place. Now, I would be dealing with local jurisdiction, so I will have to file a lawsuit myself um, here in the state of South Carolina. Now, that can go one of two ways. Whatever my lawsuit is can... You know, you either win or you don't win. But there's still hope in that, too, because if I don't win in the state of South Carolina, you know, because I am dealing with a huge corporation, um, I also found out that they are self insured these um these people that I've been dealing with that have been just so horrendous to me and so disrespectful um there are third party administrators they're not actually Home Depot's insurance companies cuz I I filed an official complaint through the Department of Insurance of South Carolina um I think I submitted 315 pages worth of evidence and my res- the response I was received that was received through email was we have to close your case immediately, you are not dealing with an insurance company but Home Depot did they did write a response um, and what they laid out in writing was The money you've spent out of your own pocket, which actually violates the warranty of the roofing system I purchased. It says that, you know, the the customer is not supposed to have any out-of-pocket expense. And if there is out-of-pocket expense, it's supposed to be reimbursed. Well, these third-party administrators denied those expenses. I mean, you're talking about thousands of dollars I've poured into at this point. To try to protect my family and mitigate the situation and resolve it. It was literally sickening to my stomach that they said the mold you have in your home, well, the spore count does not warrant. Us paying for you to relocate. (laughs) Like literally the person who came to test the mold. He is taking a piece of tape. Touching the mold. And then sending it to a lab. Now I can't open any walls. I cannot open a single plaster wall. The mold that's in the house, and there's mold on every single level, by the way. And I am having such issues with it. Um, The amount of water coming in behind the plaster walls is sufficient enough to leach through. To start eating away any kind of material, which the backs of my kitchen cabinets, um, it's starting to eat the press board because I can see it on the inside. There's a smell, uh, it's visible, like the literal mold growing on the inside of the kitchen cabinets is visible, uh, Back before Thanksgiving, I started packing up my kitchen, and um, I don't open the cabinets. Like, we have to cook in there, obviously. And I've reached out to to try to figure out, like, where I can live. Um, But each time I make a call, I'm finding out something new, and it's just... Like, I don't know how to process these things, how to handle them. Um, You know, I'm literally drowning. And I run into this detail here that it seems like a lot of other people are about to be drowning too. Um, This is the part of the story where I'm thinking, what if I buy a a second property... Um, and, you know, move into it and then down the road, use it as an investment property. Um, but I can't even do that because the market values of houses here have shot up. Not only that, I'm dealing with. I would be dealing with paying property taxes for for both, essentially. Um, well, let me back up. Um, my primary residence, there would be no property tax. Because I am disabled. Um... But this house, even though it would be vacant, it would go to 6%. And what I found out when I called the tax office, because I know better, um, I know that I need to check on all these small details to make sure that I'm not setting myself up to, to be bankrupt, He tells me that in 2025, our new tax year assessment is scheduled. And I said, well, that's, you know, not an issue because, you know, what I paid for the house is the taxes that I pay. Every other homeowner if they are living in their home as their primary residence, should be 4%. He goes, no, ma'am. He goes, that 4% is based on the market value of your home. He goes, in 2025, the market value will be reassessed based on the market, the inflated market. So if you have a home that is currently listed at 83,000 that home is now worth well this home is now worth closer to 400,000 and that 4% will be based off of that 400,000 I was kind of uh, in shock, and I said, "No, there's supposed to be legislation that would protect homeowners." Um, he goes, "There is no let, no such legislation, ma'am." And I said, uh, "In my mind, the first thing that that sparked off is who does that affect first? That affects all the aging seniors who are aging in place in their home." who already can't make ends meet. Um, The next on that list are disabled veterans off their fixed income based on the disability that they've proved, that they can prove is service connected? I still have appeals waiting to go before a judge back from 2011. <laughs> oh, gosh. I will sometimes go where I am led. So one day, I found myself in Berea, because the dentist that I see is in Berea. He just got a brand new fancy office. Um, I actually asked my dentist a question. He kind of looked at me a little sideways. He goes, I hadn't thought about that because where they built their office is a residential area. I said, do you own the building? He goes, no, the building is leased. Um, and I said, was there any thought into the increase that it would impose on the surrounding houses? He goes, No. So after I left there, I you know, I went with it. I started driving around and um You know, you can take a look around. There are houses being purchased. And, uh, the values are, I mean, they're so high priced for the finishes, but, you know, we won't, I won't talk about, you know, the crafts or the workmanship going into it. Um, cause they're usually quick flips. I started driving around and I started noticing a lot of houses that have been burnt down. Um, A lot of houses being built next to low-income houses. And I I stopped to talk to a woman who had her children playing outside. And um, she's renting and she goes... She had told me that her rent had actually doubled since COVID... And, you know, she was kind of confused because she thought that there was something in place to stop that. But yet, she's working as much as she can just to try to make sure that her her children, like, have a house where they can play outside. And she said, well, that's, that's gentrification if... if what's about to happen. And I thought to myself, I need to look up that word. (laughs) So I did, and I was just like, you know, she told me what it meant, because I asked her. Um, But then I started really looking into that. And, um, yeah, so I've called uh, city councilmen for different districts, and I have yet to get a phone call back, but just to see if they knew that this was coming, um, sure, I'm sure, I'm about to piss off a whole lot of people. (laughs) Uh, But getting back, like, see, this is what happens when I start trying to figure out, like, what are my options? Like, I can't even find another house. Like, I can't afford rent somewhere else. So what do I do? I stay in a house that's silently killing me? What is it doing? Because it is doing something. The water is still coming in. And despite Home Depot's best efforts to do a purification which means a parting of ways to dissolve the contract? I don't think so, no. So what's happening is unconstitutional period. It goes against our fifth amendment rights, 14th amendment rights. Um, no, (laughs) I mean, every single thing that they are doing is wrong. How does a corporation get away with doing this? Better yet, how are any nonprofits, what are they doing? But I shouldn't piss that many people off, you know, calling out. Just calling people out on their shit. This is wrong. I um I don't know have a date on this post it, but I had written You know what is a threat assessment? How are we trained? You manage the threat. Based on the knowledge... Like I I wrote down... Regarding my situation... The threat assessment. Like you manage the threat. Based on the knowledge of the assessed worth. Well... I have been assessed as worthless apparently. Um... But yeah, they've also underestimated me, really. Because while I was being judged based off what people knew about me, people don't really know me at all. They're constantly taking my kindness for weakness. The art of Kintsugi. It has restored me. I've taken all my broken pieces and glued them back together. My worth? Well, I do have a number in mind. Also, you should know that I did look up and Home Depot was just slapped with a $20 million fine by the Justice, Justice Department for not following EPA regulation and guidelines. Through the Environmental Protection Agency. They know there's mold in the home. They don't care. So. I also came across, you know, some pictures of some very important people in my life. people just don't understand sure I smile all the time but you have no idea the war that I fight alone with you know God, my creator, source, whatever you want to call it. And I keep pictures up of these people. My daughters think it's a little morbid. Um, It's not to me because it keeps me focused. One of them happens to be my best friend. She was a veteran. And she died. (laughs) She died of leukemia. And I was thinking about what she said to me one day. We were in A school. This was in 2001. We were all having the discussion. Um, we were kind of bullshitting in class. <laughs> um, we had this discussion of like who's getting out after four years, and I was the first one to raise my hand, and they all laughed. I was like, "Listen, I'm in. I see the world, you know. I have my college benefits." go to art school and she looked at me and she said Janie (laughs) you're a lifer and I said I don't understand you know and they all agreed and I never understood like there was no way When I re-enlisted, I had different reasons for doing that, but I re-enlisted for three years. I did get a a bonus, um, and I got another school, um, I went to Virginia for my school and she had gotten out (laughs) after four years, um, so when she found out I re-enlisted, she just kind of shook her head and she smiled. She came to Virginia and she stayed with me for, for a few weeks. Um, we went to concerts and I was constantly having like little get-togethers in my hotel that I was staying in off base Like, I was constantly throwing little game nights, um, creating fun little drinking games, and I'm so grateful for that time. Because I feel like by the time I had gotten out, she had kind of recognized that I I never came back. And even as she was dying, um, I felt like I was trapped in my body and uh, I wasn't there for her. And it hits me hard now. Oh, God, she used to make me laugh. (laughs) And then the other picture is this boy (laughs) who I loved. And it took me 20 years to remember details about the relationship we had, what it was based on, what it wasn't based on. Um, It was just an innocent love. I'd never had... He just loved me. He didn't want anything from me. Um, We met while I worked at Walmart. He's very persistent, uh, annoyingly so. And um, we became friends and. One night, he was driving me home after we had fallen asleep um, at his parents' house, and on his way home, he was involved in a head-on collision, and he died on impact. I did. I was not welcomed at the funeral. Um in all these years I have gone back to his parents' home and um I don't ever forget. So I I am a lifer. She had that right. I'm going to continue fighting for life. For them, for the lives that they didn't get to live. So. Turns out the coincidence is that uh, I'm a Sagittarius and our little logo is a bow and arrow so there's there's aim and intent now to the arrow to be released